fine bitches welcome back to another episode of just a quick pinch i'm your host connie wang and i'm your even better sometimes co-host connie's boyfriend jimmy <laughs> still boyfriend this week kids still boyfriend this week update um we're getting a little bit more creative with how we think he's gonna propose our newest theory um here in the household is that maybe he's gonna like feed ellie the ring and that she's gonna poop it out um <laughs> so far i've been chucking the poops no ring in sight, people. But um, but today was like a solid, uh, solid four, three, or maybe like a three on the Bristol stool chart. So. Oh, I thought, thought it might even been. Like three is good, or... right? Wait, what's the best? Honestly, I thought it was three. Is three the best? I I know what is, I had today. Is there? <laughs> and that's <laughs> because. You had today was not the best. See, no one looks up the Bristol stool chart when things are going good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, no one does. Like, <laughs> is there, like, is, like... No, no, there's definitely a good number. Is I remember, there a clear winner? I remember in pharmacy school having to, like, memorize, like, what... You know what? We're all healthcare girlies here. Let me look up what's the good one. Yeah, I feel Bristol like I should know this, but... Yeah, no, I was right. Type 3 and 4 are normal. Type 2 is mild constipation. Type 5 is lacking fiber. What's 1? One? 1 is severe constipation. Is it? Yeah, how do you not Wait, remember I this? I thought 1 was, like, the big log. No, one is the small pieces that are hard and severe oh, constipation. Oh, I thought that was two. Then, no, two is mild constipation. It's sausage-like, but it's lumpy, whereas three and four... <laughs> thick and fluffy? No, three and four are normal, <laughs> soft, I mean, easy to pass. Thick and fluffy is number six. It's mushy <laughs> with a ragged edge. I, I, just, I feel like I get a lot of thick and fluffy. That's because you're having too much fat. Um, I just think this is so funny because I know that... Um, I know that some people like to listen to this on their I commute. I feel like I'm showing someone my genitalia. Yeah, like this feels very vulnerable. Like, um, did you know? So my friend Joyce, the dentist, she listens. Um, she, she told me that she listens on her way to work, like on yeah. Tuesdays. So uh, I'm just imagining her tomorrow morning listening to this. I'm just imagining my mom listening. You know what though? The thing is, I feel like like <laughs> Joyce is a mom too. I feel like once you become a mom, like nothing faces you anymore. Um, so anyways, where was I going with this? Today, um, we're back in action. I am back from my trip in Florida. Jimmy said I look tanner, even though I haven't seen the light of day in, like, four days. It was in a resort. You'll hear more about that later. Um, this is probably still your tan from, like, walking to school from, yeah. like, two weeks ago. I I'm know. I'm just now realizing. <gasps> You're right! That, like, I'm, like, complimenting an old tan. <laughs> um yeah you guys so i like changed my persona recently i'm a walking girl Ellie. now I, I have a new thing i forget if i mentioned it on the podcast but i started walking to school every day and it's just like done wonders it's honestly like i just really enjoy it um right now it's not ideal because there's a heat wave going on in boston but yeah my new persona is a walking girly i don't know if you saw jimmy but i just ordered a cute new workout set on amazon and a new i caved you guys okay i caved and i got the tiktok famous the stanley water bottles jimmy have you heard about the stanley water bottles like stanley creator of marvel comics no water bottles. <laughs> the stanley water like bottles stanley steamer no it's your home cleaner <laughs> um have you heard about the stanley water bottles no no. Okay, so, like... Do tell. So, you know my theory about how, like, every ten years comes, like, a Taylor Swift and, like, this year's iteration? It's... 
it's it's like a new avatar every 10 years there's a new pop star right so it was taylor swift and then it was olivia rodrigo do you follow she's like this year's like avatar kind of yeah, um yeah, yeah. yeah i get that vibe yeah okay, so like, we wait, have what tribe is olivia from definitely water sign are you sure one thousand percent with oh, the hair I, I sense some fire with it you know, now I'm sensing Earth. I'm not or Air. I'm not really sure. Well, she's the Avatar. But like, she had to have come from somewhere. My guess is water. Anyways, wait. We're okay. You're throwing me off track. Um. So Stanley. So like I said, every ten years comes like a new Avatar of music. So well, this is the Avatar of water. Yeah. Every five okay. years now, comes a ridiculously overpriced water bottle that takes the nation by storm. First it was Hydro Flask. Um, but I personally, like, I had, like, two hydro flasks. And you defended... I've tried defending them in the past, but I'm interested to see if the Stanley lives up to the hype. The Stanley is supposed to keep everything really cold. Um, it's the newest hydro flask. I saw, actually, a TikTok of some, like, girl. She was like, she was like, oh my god, I, like, went to the airport for, like, two days, and I left my Stanley with ice in my, um, car. And And then ice was still... No, the ice wasn't still there, but she was like, oh, and then I came back to my car in the parking garage, and the water was still cold. I'm like, bitch, it's because it was in the parking garage. Like, there's, it's, like, cold there. It's, it's covered. Yeah, so, like, uh, like nothing. It was January, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, nothing's really been proven to me yet, um, but I had to conduct research the only way that I know how, which is clinically with a randomized controlled trial with a party of one, and it's not blinded. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i got one although my boss elisa just informed me that i didn't get the right one because i meant to get the big one the 40 ounce one but instead i got the 30 ounce one but i feel like 30 ounces is enough water i don't need 40 ounces i have no concept of how big any of these things are but um the 40 ounce comes with a handle once you started talking about different ounce sizes i totally did I, I? I feel like you checked out after Bristol stool chart. <laughs> no, I was. I was still around. But guys, uh, do you think we should move on to the episode? Yes. <laughs> Without further ado, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, let's get into Hot Girl Huddle. Hit it, editing Connie. Alrighty, you guys. This week, a hot new bombshell enters the villa. Okay, I have my tarot cards. And now let me give it a shuffle. I think this week I should pick it. You you yeah, picked it last week, right? It's your turn. It's my turn! Okay, I'm so Don't happy. Don't pick a bad one. Okay. <laughs> I feel the pressure now. I feel like I watched your face just sink as I told you, like, yep, you gotta pick that one. You're like, huh? For anyone that's, while Jimmy's shuffling, for anyone that's curious, uh, so the Bristol stool chart, um, it starts with one and it ends with seven. So if you want to sound really smart, just pick a number between one and seven. Uh, one is like the highest level of constipation and seven is like the most, like the liquidiest of diarrheas. See, I, I think I w- must have just been mistaken. I thought like you only used the stool chart for diarrhea. No! Did you learn nothing from the from um self care class? I don't know. I just like I just ask people if they poop. <laughs> That's true. Like point blank. I shouldn't even be asking that. That's not the realm yeah. I deal with anymore. And then sometimes people are like, oh, anyone have issues with defecation? And I'm like, no, just ask them if they can't take a shit. <laughs> Um, wait, for those of you guys, too, that are listening, you know, it's, like, a fun fact. So, Jimmy and I, before self-care was this huge, like, niche, 
the self-care we know so in pharmacy school in like the clinical Girl, world let me tell you about the self-care so in the clinical world self-care pharmacy is known as like knowing over-the-counter type products so it's literally like self-care like how how you counsel patients to take care of themselves so we had a class in school where um you would learn about like over-the-counter like antihistamines how to treat like snake bites burns like literally anything on the face of the planet that a patient could come up to you at the pharmacy and ask like we had to learn learn about all these different types of rashes no we no we, we i literally remember we had a chapter that i had to memorize and i remember because the night before i went out to bonview which is like um like the bar like that we all went to like you would just like no like, it wasn't ER. no it, it wasn't that kind of a steak bite it was like okay. um like a wildlife um like Yeah, we had to, like, learn about something like that. And I I just remember, um, so we would always have our self-care quizzes on Friday mornings after, like, a night of Bonview, and that made it brutal. I remember coming home. They were team quizzes, too. It was traumatic. No, part of it was team, and then part of it was individual, and I couldn't bank on the team because I was with idiots. I I was with absolute idiots. I don't remember who was on my team, but I remember being like, oh, I have to carry this. I had, like, one other girl that was reliable. And then the rest were just scrubs. I hope they're listening right now. <laughs> I hope they are too because they're terrible. I feel like my team got along well, but like we like, and also it was annoying because, oh wait, I'm confusing self care with uh, a different class we had. Anyways, give me a card. Let me pick one before oh, yeah. everyone tunes out. Um, we're reminiscing on the good old. Days. I know. I'm gonna have to have a whole episode on that. Honestly, okay. Let me just pick. Okay, everyone. The card for the week of July 25th is... Oh, it's upside down. Okay, the King of Cups upside down. Let me Google what this means. King of Cups upside down. I don't like where this is going. Well. Okay, here are the key words for this week. Self-compassion, inner feelings, moodiness, emotionally manipulative. Interesting. Okay, let's get into the bottom of this. Oh, I feel guilt. See, you jinxed me because you were like, don't pick a bad card. Um, the reverse king of cups indicates that you are focusing your attention on your innermost feelings. Okay, this isn't too bad. You are discovering the emotions stored in your subconscious mind and how those emotions affect you. Through this work, you hope to gain a stronger sense of control over your emotional well-being so that your feelings don't steer you away from living your best life. Love that. Oh, wait, you may read more self-help books, journaling, or seeking the support of a trained counselor or hypnotherapist so you can journey deep into your subconscious mind. When the reverse King of Cups appears in the spread, you may be more prone to emotional upset and drama. I'm always prone to emotional upset, wouldn't you agree? (laughs) Others... Others may trigger you or push your buttons hard, even to where you worry you might lose it and throw an emotional tantrum. I always throw an emotional tantrum, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> you should have seen me this today on the walk when I skidded my foot. Oh, no. It, it doesn't hurt that so bad. Traumatic. You may feel moody, depressed, and anxious and unpredictable. You may also lack in self-compassion, beating yourself up over small things that have gone wrong. If this resonates, seek to understand the root. Um, and bring your awareness to the impact they're having on your life. Um, pay attention to your emotional balance and find your place of calm and compassion. Blah, blah, blah. You could also be repressing your emotions, so that's bad. Don't do that. Um, yeah. You know what's interesting? I feel like recently I've kind of, like, changed my life in, like, a small way that ended up being a big way because, um, I changed my phone background, and it's something like, um... What is it? Let me take a look at it. It says, 
Oh, so my phone background is this, like, kind of cute background, and it says, your mind is a powerful thing. When you fill it with positive thoughts, your life will start to change. And um, I know this is, like, literally so simple, but I feel like ever since I started, um, ever since I changed it to that, I started just, like, if something would happen, I just started taking a deep breath and thinking what's the best case scenario that can happen. And I feel like it's actually been really good. Like, I kind of thought that... It was like, yeah, 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 think positive, blah, blah, blah. But no, like, it actually works if you use it as, like, a checkpoint and, like, stop yourself. Um, so, like, let me think of a good example. Honestly, I don't really have any good examples, but I just feel like uh, instead of, like, letting my emotions run my life recently, I've just been a lot more in control and just been able to stop myself in every circumstance, good or bad, and then just been, like, just, like, be positive about it. And it's kind of worked. Also, it's i know i know but it's 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 been good too because i feel like um why is this good <laughs> i forget it's just good it's just good wait i it's like on the tip of my tongue um that inspires me to do some more positivity Maybe if you change your uh, phone back. What's your phone background right now? Uh, it's like some like Final Fantasy drawing <laughs> or something. I, I quite like it. Maybe I don't think it's a negative phone background. Maybe if you change it to my face, like striking yeah. the fear of God in you to, to like be your, positive. Uh, the iPad cares <laughs> background too. Oh. It's don't quit your daydream. It's so funny. So okay, Jimmy like, and I, I, I don't want to quit my daydream. That sounds sad. Jimmy and I recently swapped electronics uh, in a great, like, old couple kind of way. He gifted me his Kindle, and I've been using that to read, whereas I gifted him my iPad because I don't use it to study anymore. And it's just funny because my iPad still has all of my really girly... Also, it's very girly, like, 2019, like-esque mm -hmm. uh, aesthetic. I just haven't changed my background. But it's, like... It's just, <laughs> it's just girly and wonderful. Yeah, like, Jimmy's, like, reading his, like, boy comic books, and then he'll close out of it, and then it's, like, don't quit your daydream, and then it's, like, what if you just believed? <laughs> like, it's just, like... And I'm, like, yeah, what if I did just believe? Yeah, it's a, it's a good reminder. Um, so anyways, where was I going with this? Yeah, I just think, like, thoughts are just really powerful. Oh, now I remember what I was gonna say. I feel like recently, in the last, probably, like, two weeks to a month or so, whenever things, like, haven't really gone my way... Normally, I feel like the normal reaction is I let myself feel bad or angry or mad when something bad happens because I'm like, well, that's the normal reaction. Whereas recently, this last month, I've been like kind of reprogramming mine to think like, okay, for one month, you kind of have to like follow the rule of like think positively. Well, I, I didn't specifically say one, one month, but I've just been telling myself like, okay, you're not allowed to think that way. Think positively. Um, and I feel like when you have, like, a cop-out, like, you have to follow a rule to be positive, then suddenly, like, I just, like, don't let my mind go there, and it's, like, really nice. Um, anyways, I'm losing Jimmy. He's sinking lower into the couch, and his eyes are becoming more and more glazed over. So, I hope you guys at home aren't like that right now. Uh, let's get into the next segment. Let's get into... I asked, you answered, and now Jimmy and I will discuss. I don't know, I'm kind of having fun with, like, the each time I say this title, it gets progressively longer and more verbose. <laughs> so this week for I Asked, You Answered, and We Answered, um, I asked you guys, in, in uh, the spirit of this travel stuff, I asked you guys, what are your biggest airport pet peeves? Little did I know, uh, I would, like, strike a chord with all of you guys. Like, the answers were flooding in. Everyone was so passionate. Um, and I kind of loved it. So let's get into some airport pet peeves. 
And I say this because I have two points of discussion that I want to bring up first before we discuss these, Jimmy. Okay, so this week I had two areas of contention I wanted to discuss. I made a note of it while I was at the airport. So I had this revelation. Airports are just like where you have to follow the most rules ever, right? It's like everyone has to follow these rules. It's just rule after rule after rule. It's like that's why we're all stressed traveling. Yeah, like traveling could be so much better if like there was just like less yeah, and then also I realized, though, it's because it's absolute anarchy. That's why there's so much problems, is because, like, there's no one there to actually enforce it. Because here's an example. I went to tri- I went on this trip recently, this business trip, and when I get there, I don't know what happened. I somehow was able to sneak to the front of the security line, and I was like, this kind of feels, like, wrong, because I don't have clear, I don't have any of the special privileges. But no one was there. I Maybe someone thought I was, like, with my parents. <laughs> That's totally what it was. Because, like, I got to skip this long-ass security line. I just went to the front. And there was no one there to stop me. And I was like, are there not rules in place for this? Um, But anyways, that made me think about rules. I'm like, I I feel like I tend to, like, not listen to rules. So there's two, there's a rule that I really adhere to and there's a rule that I really don't. Let me start with the one that I don't adhere to. This might piss off some people because I think this was in some people's biggest pet peeves. Is anyone following the boarding group policy? Yeah. Okay, I don't understand because up until this point, um, it makes me so anxious to think about walking up to them, knowing I'm group three and knowing they're only calling group two. Okay, so I have a story for you guys. Um, do you remember this week how I was like, "Don't fly JetBlue"? Let me tell the real story. Uh, you guys are gonna be mad at me because at the time I was very angry and I posted an angry story to never fly JetBlue. Um, and I gained everyone's sympathy. Uh, but I have to come clean. It's it's been weighing on me, okay. so there's a reason. So basically, I'm hearing this live, folks. So okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, I forgot to tell you about this. Um, okay, disclaimer: when I travel with my parents, I always like follow the rules because like I'm just doing what they do. But anyways, every time I've traveled alone, um, I've just never really adhered to the boarding group. Okay, but, but hear me out. I'm like a single girl. I just have like one thing. Like I didn't really think it mattered that much. So far, all the flights I've been on alone, um, it really didn't make that much of a difference if I boarded with group like two and I was group three or like like I would never board with the first class people okay I know my place I'm with the common folk but when they start boarding like the general people like the families in like group two or three like they say one one of the groups when they start is like when everybody kind of goes right so whenever they say that group that's when I would go because I didn't think it was that big of a deal I honestly didn't think that there were rules so this time somehow the boarding groups this was this was for JetBlue. Somehow the boarding groups were um, like A through I think F. And I think they were on like B. So uh, per usual, I just do my thing. I just go up because like everybody's going up. So I was like, okay, like whatever. I'm group F. <laughs> but like maybe there's no difference. So I get to the long ass line. I get to the front. And then the rude. JetBlue's people were genuinely rude this week though. I think they're understaffed, but they were just really rude. Um, but like no one's no, called me just out. Tired of your bullshit. Okay, so usually when you get to the front um, and it's time to like go into the aircraft, you just scan your boarding pass, right? So this time, instead of me scanning it, I think the attendant was like looking at everyone. So then I just gave her my phone. And I was like, okay, yeah, here you go. And then she like was screaming with her whole chest. She's like, ma'am, you are group F. We are boarding group A or B. And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I, I like, honestly, I didn't realize that like me boarding was like that big of a deal. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I get it. I'm I supposed like to follow the rules. Ah! You feel like it's what? It's not that big a deal. Yeah, okay. I'm a one girl with a suitcase. Those are the rules. 
I know, but I hate following rules that, like, unless someone explains to me the consequences and the reason why we have these rules, then I, like, don't really care. Do you know why we have these rules? No. Why do we have these boarding gate things? Because they're trying to, like, you know, avoid it, like, bottlenecking. You don't have to pay to get off the plane. That's not the real reason, because then I, because then she got so mad at me, she was like, first of all, you're group F. Second of all, if you're groups E and F, you have to check your bag. And I'm like, since when do you have to check, like, one carry-on? I mean, yeah, that's a little annoying, but did you buy, like, the type of ticket that you don't get a carry-on? I must have, because then I went to go pay. I was like, okay, like, I didn't want to cause a scene, so I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, like, didn't realize. And then I go to the guy to check in my bag, and I was like, I'm just curious, like, um, so, like, do you guys have a new policy? And he was like, ma'am, we have a very clear new policy that's been here for a year, that, like, you have to, that you have no carry-ons if you're in this group, see? And he, like, ripped the ticket out of my hand, was like, see? No carry-ons. And they were just causing such a scene. I was like, who hired these, like, paid actors to make a mockery out of me? Granted, I deserved it, because, like, I wasn't following the rules, but I just, um, I was just like, okay, enough with the theatrics. We get it. Uh, you didn't get your big break in Los Angeles, and that's why you're working for JetBlue. So, <laughs> sorry, that was a little mean of me. But they were just like, they were just like very vindictive, I think. Like, they were like trying to make a scene. Um, yeah, you know what? Because you were trying to cut the line. I know. So, will I do it again? Like, probably. I just won't fly JetBlue again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess that's I a rule. Worry, people, I'll never let her do this when she's with yeah no he no jimmy would never that's like that goes against who jimmy is as a person so that's the first that's one rule that i break but one rule that i always follow oh okay this is what made me mad so i always follow airplane mode because in my head you know the rule that your parents always tell you where you can't drive with the light on in your car yeah. <laughs> i don't know why they made up that rule no, I think that is a thing. why is it a rule i think it's distracting the other drivers okay but like having your high beans on is way worse well, I don't know why it's a rule, but it is a rule. Okay. I don't so think that's something parents make up. Parents make up the tooth fairy. Parents don't make that up. Why would you say that on air? <laughs> Sorry, dental community. I'm like, that's my job is to keep this dream alive. Look, I'm Dwayne the Rock Johnson the tooth fairy. Okay, well, similar levels. I always follow the airplane mode rule. I'm very, like, serious about this because I thought, like, if you don't follow it, like, the airplane could crash or something, right? Do you follow it? Like, you always put your phone on airplane mode when you're up in the air? I think I used to follow it, and now I don't. <gasps> okay, I have because to look I up. I heard that they fixed the issue, like, with the technology that, like, caused the problem. Why can't they, they fix more can, issues? They conveniently just haven't, like, kind told, of told anyone? everyone. Okay, okay. Like, that makes me feel a little better because maybe I'm in the dark because I was sitting and we were like about to land and I heard like the statistic where most plane crashes happen when you like take off or land or something and then I like look at the girl next to me and this bitch has her phone like fully on like what like she's fully like not on airplane mode like texting people and I was like what are you doing like in my head I didn't say anything obviously but I was just like kind of annoyed because I was like why do I have to sit in three hours of boredom while she gets to go text all her friends and family and not adhere to this rule well you definitely get charged like roaming for being up in the air on your phone okay maybe that's it um but like I feel like the, you know, if you want to leave your phone on until, like, the plane is actually taking off... No, that's, like, totally fine. Uh, there have been times where, like... So, once the wheels hit the ground or take off, that's when 
wait, wait, once the wheels take off the ground and then once they hit the ground, that's how long my phone is in airplane mode for. The second we land, I turn it off airplane mode. I get all the texts in, whatever. But I was just kind of annoyed because I was like, why? You know what? Now I'm understanding the boarding gate thing. It's like, why do I have to follow the rules when other people don't? And that's kind of the gist of this whole segment because everyone was writing in with rules where like they kind of don't make that much of a difference, but they do. It's the principle. Which I understand. So, um, yeah, you guys have seen me evolve full circle. And now let's dive into some of your biggest airport pet peeves. One, this person had two. People bringing their pets, their pet dogs that poop everywhere in the Denver airport. (laughs) This sounds very personal. I'm so sorry. Um, Food prices, better stock up before you get there. Totally. I don't understand why airports are just allowed to jack up the price. And we're all falling for it. We're all just like, no one's changing anything. I feel like that's like such a thing in these like large kind of like they're not like corporate controlled they're like kind of like system controlled yeah who it's, controls this does the government yeah, control the airport i don't know like who owns hudson news <laughs> i know hudson news needs to get checked what about the shoeshine booth guy he needs to get I know. Um, Okay, let's see what other people said. Other people said crying children. Oh, this is like another very, very, very common one. Um, Please stay seated after landing and then people like just immediately getting their bags. It's giving like people that honk the second the light turns green, but like you're like, give it a second. Well, like, have you ever had it when someone behind you on the plane is like antsy? Is like antsy and trying to like push through? Because they're like, ah, oh, I have a flight. And I'm like, yo, like, relax. Like, so do we. Yeah. People said standing up before we even get to the gate. Wait, that actually hasn't happened to me before. I don't mind that if people stand up in their seats. just Right. If they, if, if, if they, if they, because like, mind like, their own business. Risk. Like, come on. Like. This one, this, this person said, people standing up as soon as they say boarding will begin even though they're in the last group that's like literally me i just want you to know this person uh, i i learned my lesson i will follow the rules from now on no because like now that i've contextualized like how it's less about the rule it's more about the principle i understand now but here's the thing i was able to skate by most of my life doing this i feel like it people can't tell No, but that's the thing is I wasn't late checking in. I checked in an hour after um, I was able to. Yeah, well, some people checked in a minute after. I guess. I don't know. That's some bullshit. Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, wait. This person had a funny one. They're like when TSA is already yelling at you at like 6 a.m. How come we're not allowed to yell at patients, but like TSA is allowed to like verbally assault us the way that they do? <laughs> don't answer that. I know why. <laughs> Someone else said, being barefoot on planes, ew. I've heard horror stories of people cutting their nails on planes, too. People that, oh, this is a very reoccurring theme. People that put all their stuff back on right in the security line instead of picking it up and moving. Or people that act like they haven't been in security before. (laughs) That's true. Like, there's some people that, wait, but maybe they haven't. Maybe this is their first flight. every time can't handle security. Sorry, mom. They, some, yeah, people have said people that forgot to empty their pockets, even though they said it at least 10 times. Um, people who cut in line. People who, yeah, people who just, like, don't understand how to fly. Um, that's another thing I'm very confused by, because in general, every airport I've gone to, it's like you take off your shoes, you take out your electronics, blah, blah, blah. But then on my way home, they were like, just put all of your bags, you don't take anything off, just put all of your bags in the 
crate and they scan your bag. And I, that just annoys me because I'm not mad at the general people. I'm mad at the airport people. I'm like, can you just establish a standard and stick to it? Because, like, clearly I'm sneaking into the security left and right. I'm like, I'm not, like, me, at this point, me breaking the rules, like, is because you don't enforce them the right way. So I would just like the airport to, like, be, like, more standardized. It was nice flying home and not having to take out everything. I just put my bags in the crates and then they just went through. I think, like, maybe that's, like, some new thing. But either way, I just want all the airports to, like, have a meeting and just, like, standardize things. Because that's where this confusion comes from. This is why some people act like they've never flown before is because they've flown in the, these airports where you don't have to do it. Let's see. When people don't say please and thank you to flight attendants or just be nice, I totally agree. Um, I'm always nice to them because they must be so tired and their job is hard slow walkers i agree maybe that's like the northeastern person in me because every time i go to the south people are always so slow um yeah those are fun people taking up multiple power outlets at one time you should have charged them earlier oh that hasn't happened to me but that would also annoy me people that crowd the boarding area slash line waiting up for their boarding group your party not wanting to get there four hours early like you do how early do you want to get there two okay same Jimmy and I, I think, are compatible because we have similar similar levels of airport anxiety, and I feel like that's what you should look for in a partner. Like, you don't both have to be reasonable. If you're going to be unreasonable, then just be unreasonable together. <laughs> we, just, we just need enough time to get a, get a light meal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We are fatties. I look forward to... This is how I know I'm a fatty. I look forward to... Um, I, like, look forward to the airport just for the meal. Oh, yeah. I, like... When I was doing, like, a bunch of residency interviews, I went to so many airports, and I lived off of airport food. Yeah. Anywho, that's all I have this week for I Asked, You Answered, and then we discussed. And um, then we further discussed. And some more and more. the title, and Kylie really likes that the title's long. Yeah. Now, let's get into Spit Talk. Alrighty, you guys, this week for Spit Talk. So this week is kind of like my summer break because for the whole week, the whole week, you guys, the whole week, uh, whole clinic, week. <laughs> did I say whole week? The whole week. Whole week. Clinic is closed. I don't have to see a patient. Um, they, <laughs> they keep trying to reach me. I keep saying we can't come in. It's just, it's good. Good vibes. Uh, this week, I'm just going to relax, enjoy, get my life together and practice for my licensure exams, which are coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's basically all that's going on. I'm trying to um, get back into like a healthy routine because for a while we've been living like absolute um, sewer rats. What is the phrase? The flea bag era? Uh, we're just heathens. Yeah, we're just heathens. Um, our dishes haven't been done. Our apartment's been dirty. So this week I'm getting things back into order. I'm going grocery shopping and I'm just excited to live life. Like I think I've been um, like pretty burned out recently. And yeah, I'm excited to just live my life. And I'm kind of laying low for the next weeks, few weeks, until licensure exams. I'm like, I, I didn't schedule too many patients, so I'm just, like, practicing and focusing on that. Oh, I feel like I should tell you guys, a lot of people asked, I feel like I'm not clear on this, on um, why I went with Coco Floss. So for those of you guys that don't know, let me give you a whole spiel. Some of you guys might not even know this, even if you did know this. So... Um, a long time ago, D1 year, I was looking for part-time jobs as a pharmacist, except no one wanted to hire me because they all knew I was in dental school and they were like, you're not going to have time. And I was like, I know, but I was still trying to find like a weekend job to like, just like make rent on the side, you know, and just to use my degree. 
Um, but A, I couldn't find a job because, like, I was in dental school and no one wanted to hire someone in dental school. But also B, I, like, didn't want to work as a pharmacist just because I knew that it'd be really draining and exhausting learning something, like, new like that. Um, and I just, like, knew it was going to be a lot. So... And she knew that she didn't want me to, you know, be able to save money. Uh, so basically that's that. Also, ever since I was, oh, a wee little lass, um, ever since I was, um, young, I always wanted to, like, work up in, work in the startup scene. I just thought it was really cool. I grew up, like, idolizing, like, um, like, Steve Jobs and, like, all this, like, kind of stuff. And I also always wanted to have my own business, um, but I wasn't sure, like, what I wanted it to be. So, for a while, I was like, oh, like, when I was in pharmacy school, I was like, what if I, like, did this or that? But then nothing really, like, came to fruition that I felt, like, um, that passionate about. And then one night, when I was, like, a pre-dental student, I was still in pharmacy school, um, and I was just taking a look, and I read this article. I forget if it was, like, Forbes or, like, it was some kind of article about a company called Coco Floss. And I was like, wow, this is the coolest company ever. This is the best idea ever. Uh, essentially... They're just finding a way to make flossing fun again and, like, more effective. And it was just kind of, like, everything that I wanted to be in a provider, like, encapsulated into one. Like, something that, like, made you feel good about taking care of yourself. Something that really worked. Um, like, it just seemed like a really cool thing. I didn't think too much of it. I was just like, man, maybe someday, like, it'd be cool to work with them. I think by then I had my Instagram page. So I was like, it'd be cool if I could someday work with them. You know, like, a brand deal or something like that. I didn't think too much about it. Then it was... Christmas break of the one year, um, COVID was actually about to hit, but I didn't know that. So I was at home or I was in Hawaii with my family doing my vision board. And for some reason, I felt compelled to put cocoa floss onto my vision board. I don't really know why. I was just like, you know what? This is the year I'm going to make it happen. Maybe I'll be able to like work with them on like a giveaway or something like cool like that. Right. Put them on my vision board. Didn't think much about it. Then a couple months later in February, I think I got, like, rejected from, like, some other job, and I was just, like, fed up of getting rejected, because I was like, okay, this is, like, just not working, I know it's not working, I don't even want to be a pharmacist, like, whatever. So then that's when I was like, you know what, what if I just, like, emailed Coco Floss and asked them if they needed someone to help them with some, like, social media stuff, right? At that point, I think my Instagram, I forget how many followers I had, but basically I just like looked at Coco Floss's Instagram and their webpage, kind of saw what their strengths were, thought about some ways that I could help them. And then so I cold emailed someone. I think I actually like Instagram messaged them. They gave me an email. I cold emailed them and then I never heard back. And I was like, darn, like, oh, whatever. And then a couple weeks go by and then I was like, you know what? What if I just like re-email them again? And then so then I tried again and then this time someone responded to me and they were like, oh yeah, like this is awesome. Let's like do a meeting. And I was like, oh my God, really? Right away? Like right now? Okay. Um, so then we met and then this is when like quarantine was just, I think about to go down kind of, or maybe it had already happened. It was like March. And then, so then I met with them and they were like, yeah, I think it'd be a good fit. Um, let me like add you to sync with Crystal and Kat, like the the co-founders, like the CEO and the co-founder. And I was like quaking in my scrubs. I was like, oh my God. Okay, sure. I thought it was just going to be like, I, I was like, okay, let me just do like a summer internship. Maybe I can like get you guys coffee. I, I was imagining this whole like Lauren Conrad in the hills when she worked for Teen Vogue moment. Like that's what I was thinking of. Um, and I was so excited because I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to California this summer. I'm going to intern for them. It's going to be the best thing ever. I'm going to have my California like Teen Vogue internship moment. Uh, COVID happened. So then 
I didn't get to go there in person, but I met with Crystal and I think also Kat. Uh, it was really good. I had like good chemistry and I just felt like it was just like such a good fit. It was like my dream company, obviously, but I just felt like I got along really well with them. Next thing you know, my internship had started that summer. I helped them with social media, the ambassador program, all that kind of stuff. And then before you know it, like the summer flew by. I think it was only like a six week internship technically. But then I was like, wait, I don't want to go. And they were like, wait, yeah, like stay. So then I stayed on as their intern for the next two years of dental school, which brings us to current day. Um, a couple months ago, we realized like, wait, I've been like interning for like two plus years. That's kind of a long time to be an intern. So then they're like, do you want to change your job title? And that's when I got promoted. And now I am the dental community manager for Coco Floss, meaning I kind of oversee everything with the ambassador program, which is if you're a dentist, dental student, dental hygienist, or um, hygiene student, basically I come up, I kind of do a lot of stuff with that, just like the application, um, working on just like kind of like what my title sounds like, just like community management and just thinking of ways to keep the community tight-knit. I also help at conferences. Yeah, ever since then, I've just, I feel like my life has just taken a completely different turn than where I thought it was going to go. I mentioned this in an Instagram post this past week. I just, I thought my life was going to be very much like clinical dentistry, pharmacy, and then just like grind, 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 all that stuff. But like looking back, that is just like so not me. And I'm just happy that I went with my gut and I put Coco Floss on my vision board that one year and I just like leaned into what was calling me. And so anyways, the point of this week's episode is just to kind of like share that it's okay if what your gut is telling you doesn't make sense in the moment. Like in the moment, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I just knew that it felt right for me to do this internship and to put myself out there and to just cold email them. But now, in hindsight, yeah, like, the stars kind of aligned. I did always want to work in, like, a small part of me did always want to work in marketing and business and want to explore that, like, marketing social media life. I just also always wanted to do healthcare. And so now that I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, it kind of, like, fit in a very uh, serendipitous type of way. So anyways, all this is to tell you guys... Don't worry about what's right on paper. On paper, a lot of people told me like you'd be like you you'd be missing out on so much money if you didn't work as a pharmacist. You'd be wasting your degree. You'd be blah blah blah. Like people were just telling me I had to. And like in my gut, I knew I didn't want to be a pharmacist. I knew I didn't want to do that with my free time. Um, and now, I mean, like now I feel like I'm like comfortable. I still make as much as like I wanted to, like goals wise. Okay, that's another thing is you have to be realistic with what you're doing. I'm not saying like quit everything and do an unrealistic life. I'm just saying that if you like do everything in the right parameters and as long as you can, then try to lean into what your gut is telling you because now I'm in a much happier place than I would be, I think, if I worked as a pharmacist. And yeah, I'm just excited for what the future has. And long story short, just go with your gut and it won't lead you astray. Anyways, that's all I have. I know a lot of people were asking about my Coco Floss journey. Yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys like why I loved Coco Floss so much and how I got into the place that I got to. So that's just all I have this week for this episode. I am like kind of still jet lagged. So that's kind of it. At first I was like, oh wait, but I need to give them like tips and tricks and stuff. And Jimmy was like, why don't you just like let it be? You know, and I think sometimes like a nice rambly. I don't even think we ever finished spit talk. You just went into it. You I went into this, and I'm still waiting for my chance to talk. And right. I guess I just won't get it this week. No, no, no. Okay, you can say your nope. part now. Nope. I think you put everyone to sleep with your Coco Floss. 
Anyways, that was a very long-winded explanation into um, how I started working for Coco Floss, what I do for Coco Floss, and like my journey with Coco Floss. So, yeah, I'm just like so thankful for the opportunities it's given me, and I'm excited for the future. Anyways, that's all I have for this week's episode. Jimmy didn't have anything else to share after first bit talk, so I guess I'm going to stop here and edit the episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. So anyways, I'll talk to you later. Have a good week. And that's that on that. Bye!